with the first ever uh, edition of Midnightly. We're going to try to make this at least a semi-daily thing or daily thing. Whenever I can fit it in, um, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, I'm joined today Box friend and member of the show, uh, Maxwell. Max, if you would Hello. say hi. How you doing? Uh, uh, so we're broadcasting out of Oswego, New York tonight. It's uh, 56 degrees uh, at 9 o'clock. Eastern Standard. So it's a little chilly out. It feels a little colder out than it actually is. but uh, That's how weather is, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah, weather generally kind of sucks. Yep. So, uh, your uh, mic might be going. Oh, it's my mic. Max, can you hear yeah, me or no? There you go. I, I don't know what that was. That was weird. Yeah, but uh, so as I, as I was saying, guys, we're just going to talk about what's going to be going on uh, with the show and such. Uh-huh. So uh, I guess the real thing that we're going to be trying to start off with is what our whole thing is Max and I. Uh, I'm a pretty big gamer, Max. Yeah, I've been into it for a while. Uh, you know, been doing it my whole life. It's, it's a passion. So, yeah, I mean, obviously gaming's huge to a yeah, lot of oh, people. Yeah. And well, so here's kind of what I'm thinking, man. Um, I'm going to just get right All into right. it. So uh, gaming news. Uh, the, the big one to start out with before we get into all the drama, uh, the release of Modern Warfare. So, uh, I mean, I've been, Max, you know I've been playing it. You know I'm excited oh, yeah, about it. telling me to buy it, and uh, I'll let you. Max, well, yeah, well, it. I don't refuse. I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't trust Call of Duty at the moment at all that much, but you say it's good, so I'm, I trust you. Uh, dude, the weapon system in that game is absolutely crazy. Yeah, the, you've told me the customization is like Battlefield 4, and Battlefield 4 is one of my favorite shooters. I adore that game. Uh, Battlefield 4, dude, Battlefield 4 was phenomenal, all right? That shit was super underrated when well, it came no, out. When it, the like, issue was when it came out, there was a ton of glitches, which I don't blame people for not liking, but they got better. They improved. Battlefield 4? Yeah, Battlefield 4. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> game. I remember that, yeah, yeah. I remember well, that. I mean, Battlefield 1 had a pretty good launch, though, I liked too. I Battlefield 1. People didn't like it, but I thought it was way better than Battlefield 5 and how they totally screwed with the Nordelise story. So here's here's my take on Battlefield 1, if yeah, oh, I may. Yeah. Um, Battlefield 1, the issue with it was that it was World War II with Battlefield 1 weapons and sk- like, a, like a skin. Yeah, the only way to make a Battlefield 1 game would be to actually base it on trench warfare which they didn't do well you you really can't though no like you're trying to keep i actually i shouldn't say can't Ver, i don't know if you ever heard of verdun or verdun whatever no, the verdun. fuck it was called verdun, verdun that was yeah. awesome it was that was done that was world war one done yes. right but the thing is even in battlefield one there were lobbies of people who had like 
So they had created these servers where you only can use a certain weapon. They used, they had mm. two different sides. So they had the, um, the two main um, standard operation given weapons for the American side and the Germans. And they just dug trenches with like um, explosives and they just fought on a map like that. And it was awesome. But, right. No, that that game actually was yeah, wicked sick, to it, be yeah, honest. But the you'd have to mechanically change the game to make it force you to do trench warfare. You could do it. It would be difficult, though. That's the issue. Yeah. No, for Anywho, sure. About Modern Warfare, you were saying. So, yeah, Modern Warfare came out uh, the 25th. Um, this is what, two days. Yeah, this is two days after Modern Warfare came out. Yes. Initial reception has been pretty favorable across reviews from what I've seen. I mean, it's it's definitely a return to form for yeah, Call of Duty. You've uh, said that it's definitely a return to the classic stuff, and even um, uh, Phil said that it was like the old ones, but he complained about everything. I'm sorry for mentioning him on this, yeah. but, you know, I, I can't not. He's he's my favorite. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't okay. care, man. Dude, this whole thing, dude, it's whatever, whenever. Yeah, I don't right, care. Right. Yeah. You know? So, uh, this is pretty much just our Xbox conversations put on a different platform. Yeah, fair. Yeah, which I'm perfectly cool with that. Um, Another thing, too, I was really kind of interested in lately uh, with gaming news was the Outer Worlds, man. Did you see the Metacritic reviews for Outer Worlds? No, are they amazing? Or, like, amazing as no. in Oh, dude! Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're shot, what, bro. What, so, explain to so, me what is the issue with how they're reviewing it? Are they doing some kind of SJW BS? I I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think most people are just kind of actually. I take that back. I don't know what I was looking at earlier, but I mean, it's got eighty-two percent on Metacritic. Positive. Uh. Yeah, what I don't remember what the hell I was looking at before. It was like, was some was some, I, was some website reviewing. I, I but I looked it up when I first saw it when it first came out, like the other day, uh-huh. and it had like a three point five out of seven, and I was like, oof, oof, that's rough. Yeah, I, I don't know where that was from, but I have you played the Outer Worlds? You have games. I, I don't have Game Pass, but I am thinking about buying that game because I am very interested in everything Obsidian. I believe they deserve the world for the beautiful creation of the Fallout franchise and of probably, argu- arguably, the, the greatest Fallout game ever, New Vegas. It's debated, but that's generally accepted as the best. But I, I've seen footage of the game, and it looks pretty good so i'm interested in all that your mic is cut out again i believe is it back yeah now? now it is what's going on okay is it just uh so what no i keep changing the the the, the oh. thing the screens oh yeah we could just I'll yeah. move over to my to my laptop and look it up. Hold on. Sounds good. Uh, I I need to get a laptop in here now, ah, but that's okay. The big the big option. I'm gonna look up. 
to be fair, I literally have an Xbox sitting right in front of me. So oh, no, but here's the thing: who wants to use the Xbox version of Safari, basically? Microsoft. Did. Yeah. So the worst thing by humans ever. Well, other than Bing, Bing's pretty bad. We don't. We don't talk about Bing. That's fair. Fair play. I'm gonna look up some Outer Worlds reviews. Seventy-nine percent by PC Gamer, eighty-six percent by Metacritic, and four out of five by PC World. Let's look at PC Gamer. Let's look at that. Let's check that out. Uh, sounds good. On the edge of the sort of, uh, I'm just not going to read the spoilers. I'm going to look at what their crit- critique of the game is. Combat isn't challenging, and enemies fit into worn categories: face rush, melee types, sniper types, dog types. But the Jetson-style sci-fi weapons are fun to use, and battles are frequently hilarious. Enemies explode into chunks with enthusiasm, often while screaming over rot barks. It's entertaining when it goes wrong. I blew a man's head clean off and he fell over screaming, Ah, my eyes, I can't see. I've encountered a bunch of other amusing RPG contrivances. I looted money, light ammo, light ammo, drugs, and an entire mining suit from a man's dismembered right leg. So they're basically just talking about the typical, um, uh, what, what would you call it? Uh, Bethesda-esque kind of RPG elements. And here there's... Uh, sorry, continue. No, I, I kind of figured that was going to happen. So, um, I found this performance grid that they have by brought to you by MSI, I assume, is what the thing is. So we have performance. FBS at uh, 1920 by 1080p high uh, settings. So it shows a ton of different uh, percentiles of the average versus the 97th percentile. So we have the dark blue would be the the 97th and the average would be the light blue. But it's apparently the RTX 280 Ti, which is the best one. That's 186.6. That's the best. And the R5 to excuse me 2400g vega 11 that is for the 97th percentile uh 21.6 or 15.2 so that's i don't know if this is about the quality of the game or if it's just them saying the game has some pretty bad performance issues for most for the most part the game ran beautifully on a gtx 970 there were occasional stutters and quick texture pop in popping upon loading into a new area. Barring menu controls, all other keys are rebindable, and the game's controls fit well on a mouse and keyboard setup, especially because you can use number keys to quickly select dialogue options for a full breakdown of settings and hardware requirements. Check out our our Outer Worlds performance analysis. So that's what I was just looking at. Decent? Yeah. So moving on to shit we've actually played. Um, the two of us. So Shadowkeep came out on the first for Destiny uh-huh. 2. Okay, and we ran the story together. We did, yeah. So, uh, thoughts? on the- Because I didn't play some of the other DLCs, I just got summations from you. I thought it was a good right. conclusion, if, if it is, if that is what it's supposed to be. You did say that... I, I, hmm? yeah. Okay, so... I think... Sorry. I think it's a good conclusion, if if that is what it is. And I enjoyed the spooky aspect of it. While we were running through one of the missions, 
it was <laughs> it was really spooky. It was spooky, I must say. Oh, the one with all the red floating. Oh people? yeah, that was scary. That was that was weird. Uh, that was that was a, that that was. Spooky. I liked it though. The one thing I didn't. I actually think we were talking about that as we were running. Oh yeah, we were like, this is really spooky and weird. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Yeah. But the one thing I didn't like was how they. This is kind of just an issue with Destiny, though. The how they just have a crazy love boner for Crota. They just oof. They want to reuse them. What like we literally killed his dad, who was like a god, and Crota was just like like, they bring up Crota every five seconds, and it's like what the fuck, man? Because from my (laughs) awareness, Crota isn't like a big strong dude. It's um, what's his name? Oryx is his dad. Oryx yeah, is the yeah, big Oryx guy. is his dad. Not Crota. So, so let me let me tell you about the Crota raid. Did you you ran the Crota raid in D one, right? I think we did it we together, did it together at one point. I was way younger, but yeah, we did it. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the 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 whole thing with Crota is you just had a guy with a sword run up and smash the guy. Yeah. And Oryx actually took like some planning and you know working towards. Yeah. And Oryx is more intimidating, I feel. Crota, because we've seen uh, Oryx so was crazy scary. We've just seen Crota too much, so he's lost his edge. Not that he had much I edge agree. in the first place, but, you know. I mean, we used to farm Crota to get exotics well, yeah. on the weekly reset. That's, because, you know, he was so easy. Yeah, that's, That whole raid. That was the big one. Like the If you were in need of some new weapons, that was the one you'd go to instantly, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that's it. It's it's a weird thing, and I I would like to know why they have such a such a love for Crota, but it's that we we can't know that now because this is the last thing they're gonna do for D two. So hopefully they make something better and they go on to greener pastures. I hope so. I I think Bungie separating from Activision now though is really gonna make really going to make a big step in the right direction for them as a After whole. After they did that, the internet was, there was a celebration. There were yeah. memes about it and everyone was real happy about it, which good good for them. I mean, I, I, mean, I still think back to D1 uh-huh. when there was, I mean, the early, early days of D1, like the first like three or four weeks when there was the loot cave. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yes. And like, yes. So, like watching them come from a bunch of people standing there, and I, the worst part about the whole Luke Cave thing too was that Master Raul, the guy who like decoded all the engrams or whatever, fucking like if you brought him a purple, you'd get a blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because of what you said about the reviews about them being really funny and weird, I'm looking that ar- around the internet because I want to figure out what venture. This seems interesting. Sorry, keep going. I'll just keep looking at this. No. Oh, oh you're good. We found um, it. We've found it, boys. Boys and girls. Did we yes, find we it? found it. So. What's the sitch, Captain? The Outer Worlds Review. Even the final frontier can't hide from corporate greed. <clears throat> As I played The Outer World, I kept thinking about the alien films. The two share a dystopian future in which corporations wield far too much power over the galaxy. Oh, never mind. I thought it was going to be... It's, it might still be. Let's keep reading. Uh, where Alien uses terror and bloodthirsty monsters to hammer home its message. Obsidian Entertainment and the private division deploy a quick wit and sharp satire to show what happens when mega conglomerates 
not government rule the final frontier. Okay, so this is good. They're t- they're saying that it's funny. Um, uh, character building is good. I've seen some acrophobia. You can get acrophobia. There, my favorite part of the skill system is flaws. You get these for well failing. You take a few dings on stats in exchange for a new perk. I've long loved RPG design in which you take disadvantages for a boost. I've encountered these in Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 2nd Edition Player's Option line. I got my first flaw from falling from hills too often, something I could see happening in real life. So that's how they got acrophobia. That's amazing. So, so what you're saying is, if I, if I die too much from spiders... You could get um, arachnophobia. That is the best thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Apparently combat is bland, but it's, you know, that's kind of the medium. I mean, so here, here's kind of my thing going into the Outer Worlds when they were first talking about it and announcing yeah. it. I didn't care that it, like, I knew for a fact, I, I think I told you this at one point, I knew for a fact the gunplay was not going to well, be Well, yes, good. that's inevitable. Because it's coming from a studio that is predominantly not a first-person shooter. They're predominantly story-based, and they like to, I mean, again, going back to Fallout New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas was the first Fallout game to introduce aim-down sights of all things. That didn't make the combat good, it just made it more tolerable. Yeah. Versus Fallout 3, when you, like, oddly look down the side of the rifle. I hated... I don't know. For me, I hated the controls for New Vegas. That's the only thing that drew me off of that game because you had to press the le- uh, the right stick in just to aim. I hated that, but I could stand it because you know the story is so good and everything else is good about I mean, it. Xbox gotta fix that because like they have their own reconfiguration thing, but having to sit there and reconfigure your controls for one game every time you wanted to play it was kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's the that's the big issue. But if the if you if there are like a huge variety of phobias that you can get then this game is probably really, 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 like, things can happen. Like, each playthrough would be different if that is correct. And there you could get arachnophobia just from dying to spiders a few more times than you should. But that definitely seems interesting. I think that's awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. And let me just, like, do a little bit of um, hypothesizing or what I want to be true in this. I'm hoping that maybe if you, like, deal with um, your companions in a really poor way, you could get, um, what's the phobia where you hate going outside? Is it agrophobia? I don't know. I believe it's agrophobia. Uh, Fear of outside. I'm going to type that in. Hold on. Fear of. Anxiety disorder, which you fear or avoid places. Yeah, so agrophobia. Or agoraphobia. Is it? It's agoraphobia. But yeah, yeah, agoraphobia. That's right. If got. you get agoraphobia in that game, that would be beautiful. That'd be my favorite thing. Yeah, not that agoraphobia is good in any way. I feel terrible for people who have it, but that's an interesting mechanic in a game. I agree. I the whole concept of being afraid of stuff in a video game is kind of interesting because it's like the whole thing in video games is like being this big super badass and then it not mattering because you're afraid of a spider. Yeah. So let me just read the stats. For acrophobia, after repeatedly falling from great heights, you no longer function well when the ground is too far beneath you. Effects, phobia dexterity minus one, perception minus one, and temperament minus one. Reward one perk point. So you still get some bonuses for getting these phobias or flaws. You get a perk point, but you for each perk point you get, I assume you'd also get the, that negative, which is very interesting. I like that. 
I agree. Uh, and they said that all I had to do to earn this was fall a lot. So I'm wondering how they've coded that in, but that's just me being a nerd, but whatever. That's, that's fascinating. I like that. I love stuff like that, dude. All, like all the little nuances of gaming yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Like how... Gaming as a whole, dude, is its own like little nuance thing. Yeah. And I love it. I find it fascinating that there's... Skyrim has such an unbelievably large amount of content that even now there are people making videos about certain hidden like um, secret events that you can trigger that are really difficult to trigger. Like, for example, for Fallout 4, there was this one trader who you could get who would sell, like, the best weapons and armor and stuff. And I really wanted that because I was big into, like, the settlement building and I wanted to get all the legendaries because I loved that game so much. But now I've realized that it's not so good. But anywho, I forget the guy's name, <laughs> but I could never trigger his event to happen because it was so unbelievably rare. And also there was a bug in the way that they coded it. So the way that they coded it was... Sometimes for certain games, there could be there's this secret room that they have where people who are in secret events go, but sometimes their enemies like just um, certain triggered event enemies can spawn there. So it would be the NPCs and these event enemies, but they'd kill each other sometimes. So you wouldn't get a chance to meet that person because they're dead in that secret room, in that code room. So you would have to go in there, resurrect them, and then spawn them somewhere just so you could get that person. But you couldn't do that for Xbox for obvious reasons. But uh, right. that was the big thing that I was trying to get. And then I found out, oh, that can happen. That sucks. So I'd have to like start a new game or do something else just to get that guy, which sucked. But I find that kind of mechanic interesting because, you know, it could change the entire <laughs> path of your game. <clears throat> Bethesda games in general, dude, are such a gem. Yeah, when they weren't the greediest group of people. Oh, Bethesda, how the mighty have fallen. Have you heard about all the... Um, the For Fallout 76, they have a $100 a year membership just to get um, private uh, servers, but the servers aren't actually private. Have you heard about that? No. No, I haven't. I'll get something up. So I was watching a... Um, we were talking about him earlier, Angry Joe video. It was just a an angry reaction video. So like his rants that he yeah, does. Yeah, like his rants. So they have this membership now where let me just pull up the thing for from Bethesda from the horse's mouth. Fallout first. <clears throat> it's loading, hold on. Get access to you're good. Get out. Get access to private worlds, unlimited storage for scraps, and more. Fallout First is a premium membership that enhances the Fallout 76 experience. Members receive access to private worlds, exclusive cosmetic items, 160 or my bad, 1,650 items per month, plus other bonuses. Become a member and reclaim the wasteland today. So there are different uh, things you can get. Uh, there are different. Uh, you have the one month membership, which is twelve ninety nine per month. You have the one year membership, which is ninety nine ninety nine. So those are the two options you have. You could either pay twelve ninety nine every month, or you could pay a hundred dollars every single year just to get all these benefits, and can be canceled at any time, which is good. But you're still having to pay them a hundred dollars every year, which right. no one should do. Yeah, that's a little. It's a, little, it's a little strenuous. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, it auto renews. Nice. That's cool. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. That's the worst thing. Okay, so there's an FAQ. Let's let's see if these are um, comedy gold. Question one: What is the default rule set for my private world, and can I change it? Answer: The rule set, including a reward drop. Oh, you can apparently alter the drop rates and drop rates is the same as adventure mode on a public world. Oh, not not possible to change. My bad. All character progress you and your friends make, including camp placement, is saved as the world shuts down. The same as when you leave your game from a public world. Private worlds are not persistent once shut down and will need to be started by the owner again. Okay. Who can play on my private world and how can my friends access it? Private world holds a total of eight players and must be started or joined using existing characters. Only the owner of the world is required to be Fallout First member and they can invite friends. Friends can join a, member, a member's world from the social menu if the owner is currently playing on it. When the owner leaves their private world, it will... What? So friends can join a members. So is, this is a special thing that you can get, I guess, where you could either have the persisting world forever or you could have it not. But the issue with that is you can just join a random member. So it's not really actually private. Nice! You can kick people, though. You can use report player option in the social menu to submit a report in-game or create a ticket, which Bethesda.net, that was bugged and you could get everyone's address when the um, canvas bag incident happened so that's cool blocking or unfriending a user will remove them from your private world and they will not be able to join until rejoin until you unblock or add as a friend again blocking a user for the session only will remove the player for the extent of your play session so it doesn't last I guess is it possible to use mods there is no official support at mod- for mods at this time and the issue with that is there was that whole mod for um, making the uh, Pip-Boy invisible for when you do, that, do all that stuff. Um, what happens to my Atomic Shop items while I am on a private world? The Atomic Shop can be accessed and items will function the same as they do on a public world. Will membership benefits change over time? We are always considering new ideas and may add additional benefits to the program. We will notify members when that happens to keep the benefits fresh. We may also change or rotate the icons, emotes, outfits, and other cosmetic and utility items available at any given time. How do I place the survival tent? That would just be normal stuff, so whatever. That's all of it. <clears throat> so, um, Bethesda is definitely doing some uh, shady stuff with this. It's, I'm hoping no one buys it, but, you know, people are stupid sometimes, so I wouldn't doubt it. Wells exist, bro. They're going to buy everything. Yep. It's just how... Just how the world works. Yeah, but this doesn't deserve any money. This is terrible. But let's let's move on <laughs> to the next thing. So, uh, I, have you seen Joker yet? Oh no, I've been watching a lot of memes of it, and it looks. It seems like a fantastic film. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so I took Maddie. No, okay, I, I rephrase that. Maddie took me. We went to dinner, and then. Um, uh, Maddie took me out. Maddie is his girlfriend. Uh, Everyone listen. Yeah, so uh, Maddie, <laughs> Maddie took me out. She goes, "You, you want to go see a movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." What we see, and she goes, "Joker," because I've been talking about seeing mm-hmm. it uh, for a while uh, since it came out. Mm-hmm. So we went out to see it, and I, I don't think I've ever left the theater 
uh, at a point where I was like, I, I wanted to immediately go to the register and buy another ticket. Really? It was that good. I, it wasn't, it wasn't even so much how good the film was. It was the, the message that the film sends. Okay. It, You've probably heard it's an allegory for modern day society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, do live in a society, fellas. So we do live in a society. Yeah. So continue. The, the allegory for that movie is so so good, and you know I'm a big fan of Batman, the Joker, the whole nine yards. Oh yeah, right? me too. I my favorite villain from any comic is uh, Scarecrow. It, mine's the Riddler, hands oh, down. Yeah. So. I mean, he gets shafted in the Arkham games, but that's that's a topic for a different well, time. Well, the Arkham games, they what do you expect them to do with Riddler? Honestly, hey, there's not much you can do. It, it doesn't fit in with the whole yeah. aesthetic yeah. of the game itself. Yeah. That, that's that's my um, uh, pushback against you for hating on the Arkham uh, games for that. But continue. I love the Arkham games. Shaft the Riddler, but anyway, no, back know. to Joker. So th- there's a scene, and it's it's super popular. I. Are you talking about the movie I don't want where to he gets hit by a car? No. Okay. No. But there's a scene in the film and it's it's the most Joker-esque scene in the entire film. Uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit okay. of it, but it's it's obviously the Joker gets a gun. Yes. Okay, it's in the trailers. Yeah. Like the way he gets the gun is a coworker gives it to him to protect himself. Mm-hmm. And after everything goes down, that happened to uh, I'm, I'm going to call him Arthur because that's his name in the film, but it's obviously just Joker. Okay. All right. He doesn't have a name. It, all right. Yeah. But so everything goes down that happens to Arthur happens. And then there's a very Joker S scene that left me really uncomfortable. And it's kind of because I had something similar happen to me when I was at work, but the one guy goes, hey, man, is it true that you brought a gun to a children's hospital? Because he, he got fired uh-huh. for bringing a gun to a children's hospital. And he, you know, does his Joker thing. And he goes, I mean, I don't know. Ask the other guy. It was his gun to begin with. Uh-huh. And then as he's walking out of the, the locker room they're in, he goes, oh, I forgot to punch out. And he punches <laughs> The most Joker-esque thing I've ever seen. He punches the punch-out clock right off the fucking wall. Oh, that's good. And it's followed up by the signature Joker laugh. Oh, that makes me happy. And, dude, I was like, and everyone in the room is both scared and frustrated and angry. No one knows what to think of this Mm -hmm. guy. He's a total clown. Oh, yeah. But that's the point. Yeah. I... And so it, that that was my favorite scene. It was the most. It was a single take shot, really. Um, for a single take, like the first, like the first twenty, for like the first twenty or thirty seconds. It's it's a single. It's a single shot. Wow. You know, there's no cuts That's... for like the first twenty or thirty seconds of the mm-hmm. shot. The only cut is to watch him punch the thing off the wall. That's good. And it, just the way it was done was phenomenal. And it was the most Joker-esque thing I've, I've seen in a long time, even coming out of the, the animated films that were recently done. Yeah. Uh, the Killing Joke, the most notable from 2016. 
Yeah, that was. Um, I didn't see it, but I saw like cuts from it, and it's very Joker, and it's very good. It has Mark Hamill as Joker, if I recall. I mean, that's that's Joker, so you well, know. Yeah, Mark Hamill is ten out of ten. Mark Hamill is the Joker. I don't care what anybody says, man. Heath, here's all right. I'm gonna share my opinion on the Heath Ledger Joker, if you don't mind. Heath Ledger Joker was the one from uh, the Batman movies, like the big ones that people love. Dark Knight and yeah, everything. Okay. What's your opinion? Okay. He's a good mob boss, but not a good Joker. I didn't see them, but that's what I've heard. That it's not Joker, it's more so a mob guy. Because Joker and... is... He's supposed to be a dark... He's very macabre, but he makes things funny. And that's his point. His entire point I mean... is to be the opposite of Batman. And it's perfect. And so when, when he's walking out, there's a scene in The Dark Knight when uh, the Joker is walking away from a hospital after he blows it oh. up. And the detonator doesn't work, so he slaps the detonator a few times and the hospital blows up. That was all done in one shot because they could only blow up a hospital one fucking yeah. time, right? Oh, I have so it was after that. When it was improv when he started hitting the generator. But outside of that, I never felt like Heath Ledger was the Joker. I felt like he was a phenomenal embodiment of the joker like he he acted physically like the joker but the way he presented himself was more like a mob leader and that wasn't heath ledger's fault it was obviously the, the writing and the film was phenomenal i love the dark knight it's in my top 10 favorite mm-hmm. films but at the end of the day i just don't feel like heath ledger's joker was that good of a joker uh-huh. but King phoenix's joker in the joker is the definitive in the flesh, Joker, and obviously we don't mention Jared Leto because you know oh. Jared Leto. Oh, oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay, so what I was gonna say, so um, one of my favorite films is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, with um, Clint Eastwood. So for that movie, there was this one scene. It, this is off topic from the Joker, but whatever, I'm gonna do it. So there was this one scene where they blow up a bridge to prevent the Union from following them. And from the battle, because they were fighting over this bridge, and Clint Eastwood and Tuco were like, they shouldn't be fighting over that, so we're going to have to end the battle because we can't escape because they want us to be there helping the Union. So they blow up the bridge. Right. But because of how like perfect he wanted it, the director wanted it to be, they rebuilt that bridge multiple times and blew it up multiple times they did that scene i don't know how many times but my dad was telling me about it and he said they they did it like 50 or something times until they got the perfect shot and the perfect explosion and everything they did that shot multiple times i did not know that when i found that out i was like that is dedication because when i had watched it originally i was like man that bridge must have taken a while because it was like just a wooden bridge and it didn't even look that structurally sound, but it was all very like civil war era looking because that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, so it was, it was very impressive to learn that they built that bridge multiple times. And also that it was fascinating to me that it wasn't even filmed in America. It was, it's called a spaghetti Western because it was filmed in Italy in the deserts of Italy. Right. Yeah. So I knew yeah, that. That that's the obvious right. thing, but the the bridge thing that's the that's the interesting bit. 
so I, uh, I'd like to take the time uh, to throw out something a little, a little uh, off topic for movies and oh, games yeah, yeah. as a whole. What do you got? So, uh, uh, recently, um, I I was talking with someone, a, a dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if he used his name really in his podcast, but I'm going to shout him out. Um, uh, we live on a planet, obviously. Um, the guy who does that is a very good friend of mine. Uh, and he's the whole reason that this whole thing started. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause he kind of, I, I talked to him about it and he basically told me this would be a good way, a good outlet to, you know, kind of talk and just be myself. So uh, I want to just give a shout out to, we live on a planet. Um, Definitely. Thank you to him. Cause that's, that's the whole reason you started it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very happy to, that I'm kind of actually getting going with it, but okay. <laughs> so Back on subject of our, I guess, typical content. I mean, we're just kind of all over the place. Well, but. that's we're very um, – we digress a lot, but, you know, it's um, – we I mean, that's kind of – I mean, that's literally – Yeah, we'll continue. <laughs> it's conversation. So uh, I was thinking when we were talking about Destiny 2 uh-huh. – um, I never ran a raid on that. I haven't either, but I've never run one raid on Destiny Two. The thing, the thing that draws me away from doing a raid is the so w- uh, there's this YouTuber who named uh, uh, what's his name Jez, Jez the Titan Slayer. I love Jez. I love him. I love. Jez. He did a video on the um, Curse of Osiris raid, the Leviathan. Is that what it is? Uh, no. Oh, what's the raid for the Curse of Osiris? I don't remember. It's a Vex raid, though. Leviathan is the vanilla raid. I forget which one it was. I think it was... I'm pretty sure it was that one. It was the Curse of Osiris one, and that one apparently... It is... It was so confusing at launch that no one was able to figure it out. No one. No one could figure... Is that the one coming and help? The what? Is that when the devs came in and helped? Yes. Is, is that yeah. what that is? So for yeah. days, people couldn't figure out this puzzle that was in the raid. No one could figure it out. And that was the thing that drew me away from it. Because when that kind of thing is in a raid that you're going to have to farm and you can't figure out the solution, then you can't do it. But that's not really their fault. That's just them being like too create. I don't want to say too creative, but it's like too too like bold with their puzzle idea i don't know that's that's just my opinion on that i just don't because when you're doing something that people are going to farm things should be difficult but simple enough that you will remember it and you'll know how to do it every single time and you'll do it consistently that, that's my thought on farming stuff like that so yeah uh, speaking of farming, I mean, it's not really farming related, but it's, it's something I know you've been playing a lot. Um, New Garden Warfare came out recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, uh, you've been playing that. Do you? So I literally uh, know nothing about, about it. But You want me to just talk about it? I, I, I'm kind of curious. It's like from someone who's literally never sat down and played the Garden Warfare games. Like I played a little bit of the first one. Like, I mean, like two hours of the first one. 
You mean the Garden <laughs> Warfare one, not the computer one? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just talk about it for a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to like just inform me as to like like how it be. Like I don't how it do. So how yeah. it do is the whole idea is that people have always when they play or this is like the main idea. So the original Plants vs Zombies games were a fantastic tower defense esque game where you just defend a lawn, and I feel like a big thing about games like that is they have some kind of expansion of like, hey, let's make this like a 3D kind of thing. That's what Garden Warfare is the idea of. So the idea is that you get to play as the physical plant or as the zombie. And the whole idea, like, the whole thing about it is it's very, so it's kind of like a, a hero shooter but it was kind of before its time. It came out before Overwatch ever did. Garden Warfare 1, the original. And that one was amazing. I adored that one. I played it a ton. And it was basically, you just either play as Pea Shooter, Cactus, Sunflower. Um, where are the other characters? I'm forgetting. I think it was only those four for the original. And then for the zombies you had foot soldier all-star scientist and engineer and each one of those had their own special abilities and roles so uh it was basically just the first hero shooter but there could be multiple of a certain hero for each game so there are multiple modes you have domination but it's called suburbanation um you have team deathmatch you have um kill confirmed you have this special mode which is kind of like a battlefield sort of thing where there's a ton of players and you have to... So remember in Battlefield 1, the progression m- mode? What was that mode? Uh, operations. Yes, it was basically operations, but except uh, Plants vs. Zombies themed. Um, that one is probably the best mode. I haven't played it with um, Battle for Neighborville, but I'll definitely do that at some point and tell you all about it, but uh, in the original, it was fantastic, and I loved it. Uh, I was younger when I originally played it, but I still have a a fond enjoyment for the game, and it's kind of a nostalgia trip for me, because I played it uh, when I was younger, but uh, I enjoy it. It's definitely, it has flaws, the new, the new one. Um, There are obvious glitches, but they aren't exactly game-breaking. They're just kind of funny, but that doesn't excuse them. Game shouldn't have as many glitches as um, Andromeda, and this game definitely isn't in Andromeda. But um, I enjoy it; it's fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's the whole shtick with it. So uh, I'm sitting here and I'm going through the. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here. I, I was listening to what you're saying, but as I was doing that, I went to the store. I wanted to see when Jedi Fallen Order came out. <laughs> it isn't out yet. I know. I know. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Continue. But uh, <laughs> there's a bee simulator coming out, ladies and gentlemen. No, what? <laughs> November twelfth, the bee simulator. How are the graphics? Does it have a trailer? I don't know. I, I I don't see a trailer. I can't load one up, so I'm gonna assume not. It's got like the stills though. Hold on. You can get it in 4K. You can be a 4K bee, gentlemen. Oh, dude. 
this is just in time for the Minecraft update where they're getting bees. Have you heard about that? I, th- I thought bees were already in Minecraft. No, they weren't originally. Oh. Bees What? Yeah, they weren't originally in it, but they've recently oh. added them. Bee simulator. Oh, oh my gosh. Dude. I want this. I want this too. The graphics look amazing, guys. Look at this. This is insane. Oh my. There's a co-op gameplay trailer. Oh my god. Just look this at, is perfect. I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now. You guys might Max, hear it. Max, we're, we're getting this and playing co-op. Yes, we are. This, Dude, this, is the thing. this looks this sick. Is the okay, uh, just search it up on YouTube and you can watch it too. So it looks like you just have to fly through certain rings and um, all over again. You then pollinate things. Oh, and there's you can interact with people and you can be in a city or you could be in like a fair area. Oh, you can pop balloons. This is amazing. This I'm so great. excited. I that like I, I understand it's stupid, but that like just totally caught me off guard. I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, what's the new Star Wars a bee simulator? Hold up. There's a PvP. There's a PvP. I just saw two no. bees fighting. No, there's not. There is. There are two Lie. bees. There are two bees hitting each other. Tim, what do you want me to say? It's happening. <laughs> this isn't the world I wanted, but it's the world I have. <laughs> It's beautiful. I just want to know how high you were to develop a V simulator. That's all I want to know. I have to figure right. out. Let me just look at the game. Browse game. Auto-generated by YouTube. Who, who created this beautiful, beautiful thing? It was revealed at Gamescom 2019. I don't know how we didn't hear about it. Big Ben Interactive. Big Ben Interactive. Big ups. Let me, let me see what they've created. Big Ben Interactive. This is making me so happy that this is coming out. Let's not save the actual bees, but let's make a video game where you are a bee. Well, my hope is that this is a uh, 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 like a, a fundraiser for saving the bees. I hope that may not be it's true. Not. It isn't. It's F's not. in the chat, fellas. F's in the chat. Uh, big F in the chat. Big Ben Interactive SA is a French video game company based in Leskin. Established in February 1981, the company designs and distributes accessories for video game consoles and publishes video games for various platforms. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Let's see what they've made. <clears throat> they've made uh, Center Court Tennis for the Nintendo 64. Uh, let me see if there's any big things that are very... They made Labyrinth for the PlayStation Portable, Pinball Hall of Fame, the Williams Collection. I had that. When I was, was one of my first games when I got a PS2. Animal Hospital for the 3DS. Rugby 15. Uh, okay, Fallout New Vegas is on Game Pass. Ooh, big ups. Werewolf the, the Apocalypse hyphen Earthblood. Let me look at that. What's this? Oh, oh boys. Oh, yes. It looks like you get to play... As a as a werewolf in this game, <laughs> they published this. It's in Unreal Engine Four. It's for the Xbox, dude. It's single player, but it's on the Xbox One apparently. <laughs> All right, we're we're getting off on a tangent, but that's great. We're gonna have to buy that when that comes out. 
We are. Okay. Talk about it, guys. We promise. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's beautiful. I adore everything about that. So, I, I was just I was sitting here, <laughs> minding my own business, minding my own business, and uh, you like jazz. I got to think, I, uh, you like jazz. You like jazz. You like jazz. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. That was that was the fall for Jerry. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, we go in my town. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah. He, he went there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a general rule, if you go to like a SUNY school, it's like a state school here in New uh-huh. York. Or you go to like a school dog, like I mean, it's just parties. Okay. That's all it is. All right. <laughs> you don't fair. do anything. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> But uh, you were saying, sorry, I interrupted you with a with a meme. So I'm sitting here, and I was like, I was hitting, my, I was hitting my vape as I do. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And as it turns out, I accidentally mixed uh, strawberry kiwi with uh, whatever the hell this other stuff was. Was this later when you had the? No, that was the coil burning. Never mind. <laughs> this is this is some like it's like a bomb. Excuse me, it's like a bomb pop. Uh huh. It was like a bomb pop flavored, and then it was like a strawberry kiwi juice I just got. And uh, interestingly enough, does it taste bad? It, no, no. It uh, it kind of tastes like soap in a really weird way. Soap, like fruity soap. All right, big ups. You do you, I mean, Sam. You do you. I mean, you ever done the bean boozle challenge with like the Harry Potter jelly beans? Oh yeah, that stuff sucks. The soap one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You put a strawberry one in with it. Okay. All right. It's tolerable. It could be. Um, actually, it could be. Yeah. Worse. It could be a lot. It could be that juice I had like two weeks ago or whatever that like made me sick. No, but that was because the coil burned. No, no, no. no, no. Oh no, I didn't tell you about this. So I ordered, I ordered some online, and uh, as it, as it turns out, if you don't put sweetener in a juice, it literally tastes like battery acid. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's some good you stuff. Had, you ever had like a, an asthma inhaler? Well, oh yeah, my when I was younger, my sister and I, my my sister Emily, she has way worse than me, but I've I I, I recovered. But yeah, I had to use a rescue inhaler, and it tasted terrible. Yeah, so um, yeah, it, it tasted like that. Oh, okay, I gotcha. That that's but like, imagine like taking it willingly. Yeah, like that not- sucks. Like I just think of like that one kid from it. This is battery acid, you slime. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, did you see the new it movie? Chapter two? No. I I didn't either, man. I don't know. I, I was heard, like, I heard good things. I heard good I, things. Me too. I was like, I was gonna go. I was gonna go, and I, I I kept putting it off, putting it off, and then it was out of theaters. So I'm gonna have to catch it when it's on like Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. It, uh... I don't know. I'm just not huge into movies, and I usually wait until they're like uh, available for rent or DVD. I don't like I don't like going to to movie theaters sometimes, except for the for this one time when I watched uh, "They Shall Not Grow Old," which was the World War One documentary that I told you about. That 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 movie was amazing. I adored that. You know why I don't like going to movie theaters, man? Oh yeah, it's like consistent. Like I've never been to a movie theater where this isn't the situation. But like you walk in, and like. 
it, it just reeks of <laughs> buttered popcorn. And that sound like it smells like it sounds like that would like smell good, right? But everyone everyone knows it doesn't. It, it like you walk in and it physically makes you want to vomit. No, here's the thing. <laughs> it smell it only smells good. That smell of mm, buttery popcorn, it only smells good when you're eating it. When you're not eating it, it exactly. it hurts. It hurts physically because it's not it's not in your mouth. And that's- the next worst thing about it, too, is like you get up to the counter and uh-huh. you're like, oh, yeah, it's whatever thing. And it's like 20 bucks. It's like uh-huh. 18 bucks. Yeah. It's like 17.50 for two tickets. Yep. And then it's like you want it's, it's like it's almost a necessity to get popcorn in a movie theater. I find like if I go to a movie theater, like I'm getting popcorn, like it's going to be five bucks. I'm going to spend five dollars on a small bag of popcorn that I'm not going to finish. But for me, it's like an obligation. No, it like, is. I, Here's the thing. It's, it's like, and you're like, man, like, come on. And, and you know, if you get water, it's just going to be Dasani water. So it's just got salt in it anyway. Yeah. So you're going to drink. <laughs> By the time we're done, forty dollars to see like fucking Toy Story four or some shit. Like why? Yeah. And that, that's just if you you. God forbid you have kids or something. Well, no. Here's the thing. Uh, my other issue with movie theaters is the whole culture. I'm I'm gonna sound really snobby and like uh, horrible in the beginning of this. This is gonna go. Huh? I I'm a big film snob, so I I might need to slap you for this one. But no, you won't. You won't. So the whole culture of a movie theater, when you get popcorn, after the film is done and you haven't finished, what do most people do? Uh, take it with them or throw it out. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Dump it on the floor. They just leave it on the floor. Oh, my God. Yes. Or they just dump it on the floor. There's this image on Reddit on r slash I'm a total piece of, piece of shit. It's a floor covered, covered in popcorn. And the thing is, the workers, they only have like 10 minutes before the next showing to clean all that stuff up. That's my issue with movie theaters, because you know someone's going to leave a ton of popcorn. I know. Oh, it's the worst one, though, isn't even the popcorn. When you're like walking down the aisle and because the workers only have like 10 minutes and you hear, you know, it as soon as you do it and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you just step on it. And it goes, not even the popcorn, dude. Your foot goes. And you get that sticky. Oh, no. Nope, 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 nope. Fucking soda, dude. Oh, my God. And it's like some asshole just dumped. It's like they bought a large soda and just dumped that shit in the aisle. Like, oh, they yeah. didn't care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens here, too. Oh. Happens here, too. Oh, that's so nasty. Oh, people, people are disgusting with movie theaters. Here's the thing that I think what it is. I think it's people who are... They're, like, so self-important, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to carry this because a worker does it. Why would I need to do it? Which is, like, the dumbest and the worst, like, thing you could say about something or someone. So it's these people who are, like, in a rush or they're self-important, and they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not my job. I also think it's Karens, if you know what a Karen is. The Karens, dude. It's probably a Karen, if I had to guess. Hey, and it was like a sticker on like the side of a desk and it was like no Karen you're not gonna ask to speak to a manager yeah no Karen, I don't care what someone said a week ago no Karen and it's just this list of Karen things and I loved it so much yeah 
There should be a subreddit, r slash just Karen things. <laughs> that would be a good subreddit. That's our new rule, is just r slash Karen things. Yeah. Because <laughs> you could probably find a ton of stuff that would fit on that subreddit, because Karens are everywhere. Karens, man. Like, I, I have friends who are Karens, and it's like, dude, why are you like this? There's these, like helicopter moms. You just instantly make everybody's life way more difficult than it needs to be. You know what, helicopter moms? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I, I have quite the run-in with helicopter moms on a day-to-day basis. That's rough. Yeah. There was this yeah. stream from you know who Mr. Medicare is. No. He's a great. He's a memer. He's <laughs> he's had a huge history on online. Uh, there was this one stream that I watched from him. It was uh, it was about a, a wide selection of very strange human beings. And one of them was a young boy who had a helicopter mom. And <clears throat> it was the awesome, what was it? Awesome dude or something? It was some really weird YouTube name. He's since deleted it now, probably. But the his friends, can, they, so apparently his, he and his mom have fights a lot. And it's because her she is a helicopter mom and it all started one night <laughs> so <laughs> this is a bit a bit x-rated so he <laughs> he was he was doing the old jo for some reason while he was in team speak with his friends <laughs> he was doing the old jo his mom walked in and he instantly like his pants were pulled down and he stood up and pulled his pants up and his mom was like what are you doing but she has like the most New York Jewish accent like Larry David ever. Yeah, what are you doing? And what are you doing, Billy? Billy, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, so she's just talking to him and yelling at him. And he's like, I wasn't doing it. And his excuse is the be- is the best thing ever. So hit me with it. Alright. So, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, you know. It's 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 so bad, but it's so good. So he was like I wasn't doing that. What happened was I, <laughs> I stood up because there was a virus on my computer and it was like all these naked girls and stuff. So I stood up and I pointed at it and I was like, oh my gosh. And he was panicking or he was saying he was panicking. And he was like, his pants fell down <laughs> as soon as his mom walked in and he had a virus. And she was like, show me the virus. And he was like, I deleted it already. <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> And they talked, they were, they were arguing about this for like a f- 10 minutes, it felt like. And eventually she was like, I'll just have your dad talk to you about it. And he just kept on saying, no, I didn't do it. And the thing is, you should have just let him be. Like, just, no. Just stop. Just walk, the room. Just just, walk just, away. Just walk I, away. I'm going to tell you a personal story real quick. Okay, and I'll continue after. So, yeah, so I had, I had this girl... We were, we were together for a, a while. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to name names, obviously, but yeah, don't want to don't want to do that. Yeah, so I had this girl. We were together for a while. I, I'm, I don't know how, but we we ended up on the floor, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And so she's on top, and with 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 my like the way my bed is set up, it's like when you walk at the door, right? My bed's right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> So we're laying on the floor next to my bed opposite the door. Uh-huh. And she's on top and she's got my shirt on. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. <laughs> for whatever reason. And my mom walks in and just starts talking to her. <laughs> I, I'm down there making all these funny, goofy-ass faces. <laughs> it was messed up. And, and, like, the whole time, like... That, that was probably <laughs> the most awkward thing you've ever, you've ever experienced, right? Oh, I thought it was great. She wasn't too happy with me. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay. I don't get why she was mad at me. It wasn't my fault, but I mean, I was definitely encouraging the situation. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> my mom's like, well, where is Tim? And she's just like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. All right, should I continue? Yeah. Okay. So she yeah, just... We can answer huh? this, but absolutely. Okay. So he just kept on making that excuse. He, she should have just let him be. She didn't. She kept at him for like a 10 minutes and he like eventually she was just like, I'll just have your dad talk to you about it. And then that part of the clip ends. So then this started a feud, a blood feud. This boy, he was out for blood. He was out for blood. So this kid, this absolute legend, eventually. Real mad lad. Oh, true mad lad. So he was playing some, I don't know what he was playing. He was playing something on the computer and he was doing team, team speak with his friends. And she was like, turn that off. You have something going on in the morning. And he was just like, no. And this is where the helicopter mom tangent comes in. She's such a helicopter mom that she's like trying to make deals with the kid. She's like, come on, you'll get to do something later or something. She's trying to bargain with this kid. But he just won't do it. She should just turn, unplug it and throw him into bed. But she doesn't do that. She's trying to make deals with him. She's trying to be good cop. But that doesn't work with this kid because this kid is out for blood. So he gets so angry at her because she's like telling him, come on, why don't you listen to me? She kind of starts the insulting and she's like, why won't you listen to me? And then he just goes savage on her. She's like, he, he says something about her where it's like, this is why dad left or something along those lines. And he, he's just being such a savage to her, but she kind of deserves it. And that kid deserves a spanking like no other. But Throw the kid off a cliff. Yeah, because, oh, he's being so belligerent and so awful. But it's because she's a helicopter mom and he's rebelling. I always found that, like, um, strict parents are sneaky kids, man. Oh, yeah, they do. But- they absolutely do. Like, the tighter grip you put on your kids, I find. I mean, you obviously can't be super loose. Like, they're going to run amok if you do, and they're going to run amok if you don't. You have to find that, like, perfect, like, medium. There's a fine line. Yeah, there really is. And uh, once again, there was this guy on an Ask Reddit. It was, tell us your experience of a, of, an, of a helicopter mom. After this, we can go back to video games and everything. But the Ask Reddit, the guy responded, his mother is so strict that he can't use the computer. He can't do any of this stuff. But they don't understand how, like, um, how there are loopholes in uh, parent locks on the internet. So he just uses, well, uses those loopholes. And everyone was, like, concerned about how him being parented like this could create him to be, like, uh, so wanting to do fun stuff that he would, like, get into drugs or something. And that was when he explained that he uses loopholes and he's very well regulated and he uh, is doing really well in school and all that stuff. So you can recover from that and not be such a rebel, but it's difficult. 
but now we can go back to video games off off of that tangent. Um, actually, man, uh, we're about wrapping it up oh, in we're terms about of time. It up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've gone on for like an hour and hour and such. So oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, wow. we broke the mold I was aiming for, but uh, I don't know. I guess my closing thoughts are, man, I've had a lot of fun tonight. I'm definitely looking forward to doing it again. Max, I'd love to have you back on. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be on. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, it's Like I said, dude, our Xbox conversations carried right over. So Yeah, that's basically what it is. All right, man. Any last words from you, Max? Um, stay strong, everyone. Hell yeah. You do you, fellas. Absolutely. Always remember, if you're going to tap it, wrap it. If you're going to spank it, crank it. But uh, all right, guys, that's uh, that's a big amen for me. This is uh, Ben Midnightly. Have a good night, guys. All right.